Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IACast, and happy Global Accessibility Awareness Day. All right, I'm Michael Doeys, and I'm back with Marty Sobo. Hey, all. Angie Fisher. Hello. And we will have Lynn Snyder joining us again. So we have a very, very packed podcast for you all today. Wouldn't you say, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Overwhelming. Lots to talk about. Lots so to cover. much tech news has happened uh, in the last week. You know, we week like three days, say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's yeah, been a week kind of happened we- on Monday. Yeah, it's been a week since we really published a podcast. So, you know, it's we, you know, we measure it in a week. So we just have a lot going on. Yep. Next week, you know, we'll have the release of Final Cut and, and Logic. And, you know, today, as we're recording this, we get new operating systems. Are you guys excited about those or is it just kind of a, okay, another OS? I, I feel like it's kind of the breath before the, the storm, right. you know, that, that oh. final thing before betas yeah. it's kind of funny because because we beta test you know we, we we have this stuff all summer and then when it when it goes live it's like oh yeah you guys get everybody gets it now big deal <laughs> we, we've right. had it for months right but, um I'm, re- point, I'm ready for so 17 i'm just ready for 17 so it's just kind yeah of I i'm glad, I'm glad for getting like security fixes and stuff that's important but other than that yeah security fixes are definitely important but i feel like at this point you know it's 17, you know, they're just mm-hmm. kind of getting the last little bugs worked out in 16, maybe making a few little patches, adding a couple tiny little features that didn't make it in yet. But for the mm-hmm. most part, they, uh, it was a bunch uh, of security for- fixes this time. So it, you really should install it if you, if you haven't. Right. But yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely all eyes on 17 mm-hmm. at this point, just full speed ahead. And, and we got a sneak peek at 17. And, and I think that's because Stay we, away. we follow the, the accessibility, yes. <laughs> yes, it was a segue. Um, because we follow accessibility because of our, our audience and who we are as people. We got to see some neat features coming in 17, and I'm really excited about these. The first one, uh, and we're going to focus on more than just the, the vision aspects here, and I want to start with the assistive access, or what I like to call Windows 3.1 on iPhone. It, there you it, go. <laughs> it, it looks like the grid that you would see in Windows 3.1's windows. Um, it's very, very simple. Simplistic. Yeah, very simple. simple Basically, view. you have apps that are huge buttons on the screen. You can even type with an emoji-only keyboard. So many different things uh, are coming in with assistive access. And uh, what are your thoughts of this? It's ice-free shell for the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. I mean, a lot of people out there are coming to technology, maybe even when they don't want to, you know, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say you're dealing with someone who has lost their vision or is losing their vision and they weren't a techie person before and they didn't really care about technology, but now they have to care about the technology. So they have to learn about the technology as well as figure out how to use 
accessibility features. And sometimes that's really daunting, you know? And so I feel like if there is a way to make it easier for people like that, then by all means, I think that's a good idea, you know? Um, I've taught Definitely. a lot of people who have like macular degeneration and, and are old elderly and they're losing their vision that way. And this, this would be perfect for them because they don't have to learn all the, all the, you know, voiceover stuff if they don't want to. I, I, I'm not sure how this is. I, I think it would, would simplify that whole process a great deal, which I, which is good for the, those types of people. One thing I'm really curious about, too, we haven't really been able to play with anything because this is just kind of announcements they are making that are going to come in the iOS 17 at the end of the year. That'll come out. But when you turn it on, I wonder, can you customize the home screen or the main screen to have Mm -hmm. any icons Mm -hmm. that you want there, you know, or do they only give you these six and that's all you you have and you can't change it. I'm really curious to see if you can customize it to any order and any apps you want Mm -hmm. to make it, you know, simple or however, like say like somebody just wants the phone text messages Mm -hmm. or messages in this case. And then lock them so that they can't. And like email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. All right, so we we do have Lynn with, here with us. Hi, Lynn. Hello. So welcome, uh, welcome to this episode. We are just mm-hmm. talking about the um, changes coming in iOS seventeen with the uh, you know new accessibility features, and you know uh, this assistive access really has me interested. And like Marty just said, I'm very curious to see if we will get. Um, you know, the ability to change, like change the apps that are on those main screens. Like they showed several things, but what's very interesting to me is that they have this new thing where, you know, calls will be a new app that will replace FaceTime and the phone mm-hmm. app. What are y'all thoughts Yeah, that's going to that? be interesting. That's going to be really interesting. I liberty. kind of envision it like if you go into the phone app now at the bottom on the menu bar, you'll see that you'll have a address book. You'll have the phone app. You'll have recents. You know, the there's a few things tab. down there. So yeah. I wonder if they'll just widen that and they'll give you more options. You'll have messages. You'll have address book. You'll have phone. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about and we have mm-hmm. uh uh, Michael in the in the comments saying this is about time. This will really help trainers. Um, yes. Um, the only thing I worry about is will people become too reliant on this, and and will they miss out on the full iOS experience if they just rely on this? You know, well, it's, it's like, like it's like going back to devices like the Blind Shell. You know, they're very good devices, but they are slowly adding apps and slowly adding services. But you're missing out on what's fully offered by the rest of the of the ecosystem of Android since it's running definitely not the latest version of Android is it i think people are kind of getting um, to where they don't have all of the features that they would get with Android and this happens with a lot of devices right like the the Braille Note Touch is locked oh in God. at certain versions the the Braille Sense Polaris and the BS6 are running certain versions, and they aren't updated, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's just my view. Are people going to be locked out of new features because they like, oh, well, this is simpler. This is all I need. Right. But 
if he you were to be the devil's advocate from. playing devil's advocate somebody who this would be useful for somebody who like i was saying earlier is coming into technology possibly out of necessity and they're not really a techie person you know they're going to want the easiest way to be able to make a call send a text message you know and they're not really going to care so much about all the new features you know every time something comes out for them they're going to want simplicity for the simplest things to get there and be able to get the thing done as quick as possible they're not going to want to be messing around with every new feature and trying everything out and all of that so right because i know i i live you know my mom is 92 and she still likes to use technology but she is challenged i mean when i'm showing her something i try to find the absolutely you know the easiest way to do something uh, and i don't show her any other way because she gets super confused and you know, I think a lot of people are that way. They just need, you know, the bare minimum. And I guess technology should have that option for people who really are um, technically challenged. But I would hate to see young people just taking the easy way out and not learning. Kind of like what people used to do when they first had the iPhone and they would use those dot screen protector things. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I always thought that was just not a great idea because what you have to do with the iPhone is you have to learn, try to remember where things are, just like you remember where things are in your house or, you know. Or just when you figure something out, then they move it all around on you. So right. here's another thing to think about. This would be really great if you can customize it for the person, you know, so say, for example, you give them the phone, text messaging, the address book, right? Or maybe email, whatever things they absolutely need and nothing else. Yep. For somebody who has like memory issues, repetition is good without change. They need to just know how to do the same thing over and over and over again, because if they don't do that, they forget. Or if you change it all the time, or if there's too many steps, then it becomes an issue. Are they going to remember how to do all the things just to get a task done that can be done real simply if you just kind of put it right in front of them and only give those options. So, I mean, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. And you know, it was also mentioned in chat that uh, our, our YouTube chats really hopping today, which is great. It's also mentioned that the, the blind shell can be used for, you know, neuropathy or people that need a simpler interface, you know, for, you know, actual button presses. So I think it just depends on the person. And that's the thing, you know, when we had iPhone and Android, when these things first came out, we didn't have choice. We had two devices or, you know, a few Androids and one, one iPhone at a time. So I think that, you know, we have so many options now that we really don't have to worry about, you know, what can everybody use the same device? And that's where this really is going to be useful is if somebody can use a touchscreen but doesn't like the complex user interface, great. We have options. If they want a tactile button device, they have that. But I think one of the things that we just need to be cautious of, do people get complacent? Like, all right, I'm, I'm used to my assistive access. I don't want to learn any more of the iPhone. Or, you know, I'm used to my blind shell. I don't want to maybe look at a new, you know, an Android phone that has maybe a, a tactile keyboard if one of those exists. Or I don't want to have a blue, an iPhone with a Bluetooth keyboard, an Android with a Bluetooth keyboard. 
Uh, that's just things that we, you know, have to really worry about as professionals that work with the blind. What is their limits and what is, you know, what we think that they can do? You know, because I think all of us work with people that are still learning to adjust to blindness and, and to disabilities in general. And I think this is just one of those areas where we just need to be understanding that mo some people will need this for long term, but not everybody will. And how do we gauge that need, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've understood the concept of, like, some people approach technology or teaching technology as if, like, everyone's created equal and everyone should know this stuff immediately. And mm -hmm. no, no two people learn, learn this in the same way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. And those of us who are technically minded, we right. can tend to be a little bit, um, I don't know what the word is that I want. Um, you can be a lot more advanced with your instruction. Yeah, but it's almost like a, um, it's like a sort of a technical snobbery. Snobbery is not the word, but elitism, technical elitism that sort of assumes that everybody should be yes. able to do something because we can. Mm -hmm. I've actually seen other, other instructors do that. And it, it, just, it just, yeah. Well, and it's also one of those things that, uh, you know, a lot of curriculums at different, uh, what's curriculums, curriculi, who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, curricula. Curricula. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> All of them sound fun to say. Teach, like a lot of places teach to one pattern. And yes. Then and there's a lot of, work. there's bad connotations if people get offloaded from that pattern. And, mm -hmm. you know, where, where I've taught, they did that. And uh, I try to always make it be a, a plus, like, hey, you're getting your, you know, you're getting your tailored training, like, ta like training that is made for you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because some people wouldn't be good at group classes. Some people would. And mm -hmm. it just depends on the person, what their needs are, and meet people where they're, they're you know, but I think so many training centers, so many training facilities work towards employment only and not towards actually rehabilitation now. That, that's really where the problems are. Every, they try to put everybody into a cookie-cutter uh, mold, and it doesn't always work. The objective becomes closed cases, closed mm -hmm. cases. It doesn't matter what, you know. And you get people who come out of it going, I have no idea what I just learned. Right, exactly. You come back to the same people like months later, and they're like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done it. And, and I, when you I, teach them, you've got to teach them like one or two things, and then repetition. They got to practice over and over again. Otherwise, yeah. It but if you have people coming from like having never, never touched an iPhone, that that's mm -hmm. tough. And you only get like eighty hours, or you know, a right. limited number exactly. of hours with those people. And it's you tough. Know, it's really really hard to do because there's so much to cram in there. Yeah. Even and if you just people... teach them voiceover gestures, whereas this this um, simplified interface is really going to help with that, I think. Yeah, because I know people who are pretty smart people. I mean, I consider them pretty smart. Oh, sure. But they just cannot get the iPhone, you know, the touch mm -hmm. screen. You mm -hmm. know, tech I mean, they try, people really, but they, they just, for some reason, it just does not work for them. And well, um, it's, I always describe it as learning, learn to see with your, your, with your, uh, your you know, your ears. And your fingers. And getting people to transition from watching a screen and looking at it to taking in their information by their... That, that's a huge part of it right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's but, also this stigma that 
people don't want to do something because they're scared they're going to break their phone or break mm -hmm. their device or whatever the case is. And, you know, they're not going to, but this is the fear that they have. So again, they're scared to do anything because they're like, oh, no, I don't want to touch it because I'm going to break it. You know, yeah. I don't want to try anything new because I'm going to break it. You know, I don't know how and you get rid of that fear. You know, the assistive interface or the assistive uh, that might help. As well. You know, the, the one thing that I think, and we need to move on because we've spent one small little aspect of all of our news. and we're <laughs> It's just one aspect. <laughs> um, the, the biggest thing that I think that we need to, to really conquer as people, as blind people, as disabled people, is one concept that is hardest for everybody to, to conquer. And that's problem solving, critical mm -hmm. thinking. A lot of people just do not have the creative bandwidth to think about how to solve a problem. Any problem has a solution, else it would not be a problem, right? So there's right. a solution to every problem that you have. And so I think when we think about it in those terms, how do we solve a customer or a client's problem of not being able to use their devices? There's always a solution. We may not want to teach to that solution, but there's a solution. And I think that's the, the thing that we always need to look at, whether we're learning a new thing, whether we are losing our vision, any of those, or losing the ability to feel, all of those things are important. So problem solving and critical thinking skills are really important especially in a digital age of technology. Yep. I, I haven't thought about that much a lot, have I? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and then there's the, op the the idea of frustration tolerance, which mm -hmm. I have just dealt with a few minutes ago with my Mac, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to do something simple that I just could not make happen. And it was like, I told Marty, I said, ah, I'm at my wit's end. Having but overload. Yeah, yeah, finally I figured it out. But oh, you should see. That's me one of those things that sometimes you just have to like take a breath, turn mm -hmm. around, walk away. You do, and then you come back, and then all of a sudden it's easy peasy. You yeah, know? you should see me whenever I'm writing computer code. I have what I call code rage. Mm hmm. <laughs> it should do this one thing. Why? Okay, I'll go for a walk and come back, and and it's like, <laughs> and it okay, that exactly worked the way it should. All right, maybe get a beverage. <laughs> Right. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper. That is the thing. That is my thing. For me, it would be coffee. Mm -hmm. Coffee. Beverage, beverage picks on the IA cast. Here we are. There you go, guys. Two coffees? Coffee bar. Yep. Yep. The IA cast coffee bar, which I will not partake in. All right. Um, <laughs> I've never cared for coffee. So we've gotten several other you know, things as well. And, and this one's really interesting to me. Again, not vision related, but just as important. And this is the um, voice cloning or what do they call this? The, oh, the voice yeah. feature. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, the, the, the term is escaping me what they call me it. Too. Me too. But basically there's going to be a feature where you could train your phone for 15 minutes and it will learn your voice and be able to talk in, in FaceTime and phone calls with your voice. Now, this I want to have a discussion about because it's very interesting. This is what Eleven Labs and others are doing, mm -hmm. but there's a difference. And I've read a lot on this. 
basically, I believe it's for a- patients and, and people with ALS. It, it was, am I mistaken on that? Who are, who are losing their voice, you know, and, yes. and yeah. that will not be able to talk in the future. They can teach it their voice. And so they'll never, you know, their loved ones and, the, the, and people will be able to hear their voices. It, it's interesting because this, it will allow them to keep their voice um, through iOS. And, you know, I'm sure it's just going to get better with time. But there's been a lot of concerns over something like this because what if, you know, you, I don't know, use the 15 minutes and got the same word choices from podcasts and or others from other people and taught it their voices. You can't do that with this. And yeah, that's it fantastic. seems like they have put in some security. I mean, they have thought this through. Yes. Um, so and, they have ma- they've put some guardrails on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the 15-minute training that you do is different per person, mm-hmm. which I think is incredible. Like, yeah. the text that you have to read back to it is different per individual. And that way, it can't be copied or trained. It's all random. I think that's just nice. amazing. Amazing. That is right. Absolutely. I, I think that is really incredible. And then apps will actually have a permission that they have to add to their app. You know, if you're an app developer, you know there's an info P list file. You have to put all your permissions that your app will use. This will be one of them. So you have to ask for permissions to gain the voice ability. And that's the ability to use the voice that does not include the data, folks. That is the important thing here. Not At no point does the voice data get used in other apps. And I think that's incredibly smart. Yep. Something kind of interesting also is, let's say that you have a loved one, maybe a parent or something that you know is going to be around for much longer. You know, you could sort of have them train a device, you know, and then at some point you could, after they were gone, you could kind of get a reminder of how they sound and Mm -hmm. all that, you know, Um, that'd be kind of an interesting thing. You just save that device, you know, and then later you could pull it out if you were feeling like you just wanted to hear them, you know. You know, nobody's really ever said I'm a very sentimental person, but I just kind of thought about this and it just really will will just jerk at your emotions in your heart when you mm-hmm. think about this just think about maybe if if apple adds the feature where a person can record you know uh, or take text like you know uh, t- maybe a child or somebody has a bedtime story or just a story from their loved one that they really like and they they record it using that voice on the phone and then they save it as an MP3 and they can just have that, you know, that keepsake. That's powerful. That's important. That is super intense. Mm -hmm. And that's like immortalizing the person who Mm -hmm. is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just, you know, if you think about that, you know, you know, one of the biggest things is Google is now announcing they're going to be deleting old Gmail accounts. Um, And I'm not segueing off of Apple, but I wanted to throw this kind of piece of news in here. And just think about that. If they're deleting old Gmail accounts, what does that mean for YouTube content and other things that after people pass away? Mm -hmm. You know, think about Mm -hmm. that. All that content is just going to go by the wayside. But if somebody can have a device 
that has its person that person's voice and the the likeness on that device we're we're really looking at the future here guys i think we're looking at the ability for you know somebody to live on in the person's memories using their device after they've passed and i mm-hmm. think you know you could keep creating new memories because you can just record new stories or new things you know now what's creepy what's creepy is is that if that person does pass on and you do have their device and you make calls with it now that's the creepy end of the spectrum but at the same time there's so much room for good that could come of this Mm -hmm. that just goes beyond just what they had planned that um where it's it's incredible you know would be a really good idea you know how you're talking about they're going to start deleting Gmail accounts after if you haven't been logged in for a period of time. I think two years is what they said. If you haven't logged into an mm-hmm. account in two years, mm-hmm. but if they start doing this on YouTube as well, it would be really cool for them to implement something in the setting somewhere that if anything were to ever happen to the person or the person did pass away or whatever, before they were to completely just delete everything, give as long as it was all set up in the settings in a private way where if something did happen, there would be a person that could be the alternate administrative Mm -hmm. person. And before YouTube was going to do like a big delete of all of their stuff that they could do a data dump and send that person's account of youtube videos to this administrative Mm -hmm. person if they so choose you know Um, you can you can transfer ownership of a youtube channel between accounts and and set that up you know but you almost have to do that like a will like you almost have to set that up before you know change ownership Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right yeah and youtube is a is a special case in my opinion because a lot of things that have been uploaded by people are things that could benefit people forever. You know, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. a, a, a podcast, a channel that I really like that lady's name is Katie Morton. She is a counselor. She does videos on all sorts of, you know, mental health topics. And I imagine that her videos would be useful to people throughout time because it's, you know, wisdom that, can apply whether it's now or a hundred years from now. So um, I I, I think it would be a shame to just throw the baby out with the bathwater as the saying is, you know, you know, there are like channels with old commercials, old films and things like that, that people have found and uploaded. And it would really be a shame for that to be lost, you know, for everyone. Right. You know? So, you know, going back to what we were talking about, I just this this new voice feature I feel like is just a game changer mm-hmm. for for a lot of things. And then there's a game changer, I believe, for those of us that have vision loss, and that is the new uh, tap to speak feature. Who's excited about this? Me, 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 mm-hmm. me, me. I think everybody is. It is uh, Orcam for the for the iPhone. <laughs> Pretty much. Without taking a picture. <laughs> yeah. Because it's pointed at something and it will identify mm-hmm. no, what it is. No, not even that. It's you touch you, it. You tap you tap something or point at something with your point finger it. and it will identify or read whatever it is. Oh wow. Yep. 
It's it's huge. I've I've been a big fan of that part of you know just the whole magnifier uh, features like the door detection and and during the COVID you know being able to know where I am in space as it relates to people in front of me like in a line as a guide dog user that's super important. So this is just yeah one more one more tool in that that little area that's going to be invaluable to me. And you know I've heard on other podcasts <laughs> people ask why is this in the magnifier app. And my response to that is, why not? Well, right. It, it's it's a camera based app uh, mm-hmm. that is meant for people with low vision and now no vision. So right. why not put everything in one place? It's I, now, I like that it's it's all there to get together. Now, could I don't have magnifier running? Would I have to? I guess have magnifier running? How would that? Well, it would, it's an app that you put that gets installed on your phone when you start enabling accessibility features. Mm, okay. And you open the magnifier app, and there's already features for uh, non-visual users already in there, like the door detection uh, descriptions and things like that that are already fantastic. And now, right um, when they first started it, uh, Lynn, you, it would actually look at people and tell you whether or not they were wearing a mask. Wow, that's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. See, I've never, I've never messed lighter. with magnifier because I always figured that it was for, you know, partials. No, no. nope, not and anymore. You, but you do need a phone with lidar. We have to have lidar though. Oh, I have that. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so, so, so if you have a pro, then you're yes. you're good. Yeah. Cool. So they they did a demo on the website. We we um, there's podcasts where you can hear that. Um, and, and I'm just a huge fan of, of that. So is it possible to drop that in here? Um, like yeah, I'll try to drop that, um, drop the audio? here in the audio on, in production. So we, we should have yeah. that. Yes. Cause it's, it's, it's really, really good mm-hmm. stuff. Cook time. Pizza. Power level. Add 30 seconds. You know, one thing I did wish they would do is audio describe. Like, is the microwave, like, yeah, text? Be, or does it have neat. images? Or mm-hmm. what does it have? So mm-hmm. They were actually microwave talking about a uh, microwave last night. Mm-hmm. Washing machine. That's like a true smart microwave, not just something you The dial. Use. The old school dial. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, you know, a lot when we talk about, like, the smart microwaves and the smart appliances... And the problem is that a lot of them have, you know, their own apps. I had a a scale that had its own app. And, I mean, the scale worked fine, but when the app was no longer being updated, I couldn't use the scale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, you know, I couldn't get it to read. I mean, nothing would read it. Mm -hmm. And um, even the ones like the microwaves with Lady A. You know, that's great as long as you have Lady A. But, you know, if for some reason um, Amazon decided to discontinue that, look at all these folks that are going to have these smart appliances that are not going to work or they're not going to be able to be used anymore. Well, they don't for have example, the, the Instant Pot, I think, still works with a lady, but mm-hmm. I think they're not selling that Instant Pot anymore and the no. app doesn't work. That was the Wi Fi, I think, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, there was a Bluetooth. And a Wi-Fi version. I don't know if the Wi-Fi is still available. But I know the Bluetooth isn't. I don't think. I don't think either of them are. I don't anymore. think they are. Yeah. No. So that's the just another example, you know. Yep. Hmm. So that's you know those are some big 
changes for accessibility. Do you guys have any other mentions that... Uh, I, I think there's a few more. You can speed up Siri now. Yeah, I'm going to be able to speed up that. Siri. Yeah, you can make Siri speak faster. That is now, fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that people will love it, and I think people will hate this. And the people who will love it are people who just like to have things sped up. They know how to That's use their me. devices and all of that. But the people <laughs> who hate it are those people who, you know, they don't know exactly what they hit. And all of a sudden, something's speaking really fast, and they can't really understand fast. it. Oh, my yeah. God. You probably have to tell it to speed up, so I don't think. Yeah, you have to tell it to speed up or probably change it in the settings under Siri. That's well, true. Hopefully, too. it's not one of those things they have like on a rotor where you accidentally hit it all the time and no, your Siri is so fast no. that you can't understand it. No, yeah. they may add it to some voiceover rotor action thing, but it'll most likely be in settings or you'll have to tell her to speak faster, kind of like A Lady. I was in my um, uh, eye doctor's office. I have prostheses, so I go to what's it's called an o- ocularist. And we were talking about the iPhone and I showed him, I was, he said, you know, how do you use an iPhone? And I showed him voiceover. We turned it on in his phone. Well, we got talking and busy and I forgot oh, no. to turn it off. And so I get a phone call at like eight o'clock at night. And, <laughs> and he's like, Lynn, uh, how do you turn this voiceover off? <laughs> It was pretty funny, but yeah, it, I mean, so I went through how to get it off and he's, he's like, he, he, his phone was rendered essentially unusable by him. Right. You know, so that was pretty funny. But And that happens a lot. Like, you know, people just don't know how to use certain things and, you know, it doesn't occur to them. I could just say, turn off voiceover to Siri and that would do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I would love to see Siri improved. Um, I feel like Siri has so much potential, but Siri needs a good dose of it really, It's I don't know. I feel like they haven't been really giving it much love <laughs> in no, terms. They of, have not, and I don't understand that. Um, There's been a lot of issues in iOS 16 with Siri that haven't gotten resolved. So I really hope that's something they're concentrating on to get all those Siri issues resolved in 17. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem with Siri, a lot of it happens in the cloud. So as much as we would like, you know, Siri to be improved in 17, it won't be. Um, They may roll out a cloud update to make it better. Yeah, it just seemed like, oh my gosh, so many companies are are announcing stuff. I mean, Apple, and it's not just Apple, it's Amazon, it's just a whole bunch of different... Google has some mm-hmm. accessibility um, stuff that they've announced, so... They have, and they did that at Google I.O., but, you know, this is... There's, there's a lot that's come out, and uh, I want to kind of move us on to another thing that happened today. I kind of want to, because this is very interesting. There's now an official chat GPT app yes, there from OpenAI. And I'm really excited about this because they did something very intriguing. And, uh, you know, it's interesting they, that they brought this out on Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Did anybody get that kind of... Like, hmm, was that coincidence or was it not? Yeah. I know. I was wondering if there was any connection because Mm -hmm. 
Well, it does work really good with voiceover. It it's really very accessible. Does. Yeah. The, the <laughs> other thing that's interesting about this app, and by the time people listen to this, there will be, we, we're calling them now DiscoverCasts, mm-hmm. iAccessibility or IA DiscoverCasts. And what they are is we're going into this completely unknowing. And so I went into the app and I went through all the settings. The only thing I skipped was login and that was all accessible. And um, I went and logged in, just kind of cut that out of the edits. And it was completely usable. And one of the neat things that it does do is it vibrates every time there's a letter that's typed by ChatGPT. Yeah, the haptic. And it I was think it's, feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's haptics. brilliant because I too. I'm not sure I'm to indicate keep it that it's on, doing stuff. Oh, I think I think it's a good thing to keep on because you mm-hmm. know that it's working whenever it's yeah. vibrating. Right. I set it up from scratch. Like I hadn't uh, I hadn't even signed up for ChatGPT yet. And I didn't do that until I got the app. So when you first launch the app, um, it really gives you a lot of haptics that then too, if you're a beginner or you right. know, a new user at the, at the first, when you first launch it, um, and you're at the sign on screen or sign in screen or create your account. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And, that, and I, 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 I messaged the group and I asked, um, I'm like, I'd be curious to know what's on the screen because, you know, I just felt like there would have to be something. And sure enough, there is. And I'll let Michael describe that because it's really cool. So as the on the initial screen is typing the words chat gpt as if chat gpt is typing the words and it's just being typed over and over again with different color backgrounds and it's vibrating the screen at or vibrating your phone as it types each letter in small vibration units one unit per letter and i think that's just a fantastic way to do it so really happy about it i think that's a great accessibility feature the other thing that I did see is as you, uh, when you would get a message back, which how dare OpenAI not know what the IA cast is since it was here since 2015, <laughs> you know, when you get a message back, it starts speaking the message once you get the full thing in uh, back. That's really interesting. So you, you get vibrations. So it reads it like it would an iMessage or something. Mm-hmm. But as, as it doesn't start because the message is actually already on screen uh, as it's typing. So... You don't, you know, you can flick to it with voiceover, but voiceover will stop reading at the point of insertion for uh, chat GPT. Mm-hmm. So that's I've very interesting. I've noticed with um, GPT-4 sometimes when it's, you can tell when it's really busy so that it will, you, you get half of a message and you'll have to wait a little bit and then the rest of it will come. It's really weird. I've seen that several times mm-hmm. where, you know, like you'll get half of the recipe and then... You'll have to wait a few seconds, and then you get the other half. Um, and so in a case like that, the haptics would... Let you know it's working. Let mm-hmm. you know that it's actually... Getting data. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan of this app. I do not know if there's a specific iPad version yet. Uh, I was hoping to know by this episode, but um, I guess I could go do a, a quick search and it will tell me on the app I store. I think there is an iPad app. I thought I'm I saw there, what there was too. Yeah. Did they release both? It, it was released for both iPhone and iPad. If you open it up in the app store and you look at the de- description, it should say uh, this app works on and it'll tell you this device, iPad, whatever. And well, have you checked out the, the there's a thing on there. It's 
I think it says something about talking or not dictate. Is it dictation? Yeah, there is a dictation button, but I am right. not and it, sure. It, what it does, supposedly, I was looking at the um, frequently asked questions from the help menu because I was wondering what it does. Apparently, it records what you're saying and it sends it, it runs it through Whisper. That's fascinating. Yeah, I yeah. actually did see that also, and I was wondering. I didn't get time to be able to really look at that, but I did see that, and I was wondering how that worked and right. what that was all about. I mean, I couldn't imagine, like, why a blind person might want that because, well, because you could do the same thing with Siri, right? Yeah, but can you take any audio file and drop it oh. in there? No. And it would no. do what Whisper does. Oh. No, you cannot do that in that app. So it's just to record your voice. It's a dictation button. Okay. It said something about running something through Whisper that I mean I saw. Well, if it you in, maybe if you dictate, it takes the audio from your dictation and it converts it into text so that right, ChatGPT can understand. In, but I can't figure out in. why you wouldn't just do that with Siri. I, I guess because I don't Siri does not have as good a quality as Whisper. Oh, okay. Because Whisper is a mighty powerful little. Okay, that's interesting. At the top of the App Store page, it says this app is only available on the App Store for iPhone. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Well, there you go. So, very Hmm. interesting app. Um, you know, it's, it, and you can subscribe to chat GPT plus through the app and it does use an in-app purchase through mm-hmm. Apple. And like whenever I went to my subscription, it says you're subscribed through the web, please go to the website to yeah, manage this. Yeah, that's what mine did, yeah. So. $20 a month. What's that? It's $20. $20. Yep. Just yeah. like on the web. For the subscription. And Apple's taking 30% of that, so. hmm And, you know, going back to some recent news you know Sam Altman the the person that runs OpenAI uh, or one of the one of the founders and and leads was testifying at Congress about the need Yesterday. for regulation of yeah. AI and I find yeah. that very interesting that a company building AI wants it regulated so that's going to be interesting in so many ways and uh you know we're we're still kind of developing a podcast to talk about those things yeah you know, cuz that could be a minefield <laughs> Right, because um, you know, you add, you ask for regulation, you may get some, or you may get too much. And maybe so, the the idea here is that they want to be in on the ground level, like they want to be a part of that regulation mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than waiting for it to happen to right. them. You know. But what I think is really the more exciting thing, and, and Double Tap mentioned this: "Be My Eyes" was mentioned. Yes, it during was. That. And mm-hmm. that's fantastic. You know, on yep. the Congress floor, we've got accessibility companies being mentioned to Congress. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. You know, it, it shows that we are making an impact in the mainstream world, and that's just incredible. If the blindness community can leverage this type of stuff and, and, and have it be, you know, pushed through, I'm all for it. I mean, that's going to be so amazing when, when once that's... Uh, that's a thing. Like once it's and it's like I was, for everyone. you know, Marty and I were talking on our show a little while ago, and we're talking about 
Global Accessibility Awareness Day. And what I'm what I have been thinking for a long time is we have to somehow get people to understand that that accessibility menu is not just meant for a small group of poor, you know, people with disabilities that, you know, poor unfortunate people. people It's for everybody. It is for all of us because most people who have get disabilities do not, are not born with them. They acquire them through their lives, through accident, illness, um, you know, well, so and, I, and that's one of the things that Apple wanted to showcase early on. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of times accessibility and Android even now has it changed to the root part of the settings app. So mm-hmm. if you are using, if previously accessibility was under general, right. and now it's under the main section. And, yep. you know, what people don't realize with accessibility, it's not about making everything accessible to people that are, that have disabilities. It's about customization. Yep. That is where, you know, most of the iOS customization features are is under accessibility. Mm -hmm. And you don't have, people don't have that stigma of, I can't hear well, so what am I going to do? I have to get rid of my iPhone or, you know, I can't see well, so well, I can no longer use my phone. And I think those days are numbered. I mean, I think we're getting to a point where, be it Android or I, you know, iOS or whatever, Windows, everybody is jumping on the accessibility bandwagon. And I think that's going to be an awesome thing for all of us, Mm -hmm. for our whole society that, you know, as you age, you can still be a part of, you know, the social sphere and and mainstream technology. Yeah, you can still use your, you can still use your, your device. stuff that you love so much, you know, that you mm-hmm. that helps you already. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, one going back to hearing related um, updates, MFI hearing aids now will work with Mac OS. Mac I OS. Think, I think that's, that's huge. Great. That's amazing. Definitely. I hope that's they work better than, than the AirPods do when uh, switching between devices. Oh, well, AirPods switching between devices is a dumpster fire, in my uh-huh. opinion. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I turn all of that off because... Me too. I don't if, even mess with if it. If I'm listening yeah. to music on my phone and any sound plays on my Mac, forget it. It's Switches. gone. Mm-hmm. Or my watch. I, How many times have you had that happen? That is so annoying. It's like, get off my watch. I want to read my book. Right. You know, it's just like... And, and and it does it when you don't want it to. And when you when you do want it, want it to work, it's like, mm, no. I, I just don't hang want on it to your work. Phone. Just stay with my phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. But that—that's—that's that's really amazing too. And I, I hope, well, like I said, I hope it works better than, than the AirPod switching does. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, let's stick with Apple. And you know, they've released um, oh. new an, another new product this week. There's there's another another thing. Speaking of hearing. Okay. Um, the ASL shopper experience is coming to Canada as well. Hmm. So you can Spread get it, it you around. Get it. The more places, the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was another launch. And anyway, Michael, as you were saying, they are now doing the um, Beats uh, Buds Plus, I think they're called. And these are new earbuds 
from Beats, from Apple. Or Powerbeats Pro or something like that, maybe? There, no, these are new ones. Yeah, these, these are, are not the Powerbeats Pro. I think I saw Beats Buds Plus or something. Beats. They have so many anyway, studio got some new Beats earbuds. Yeah, got studio mm-hmm. Buds. Studio <laughs> Buds <laughs> Plus, I think is what they're right. called. And their new earbuds from Beats, I think they have the latest hardware, like the AirPods 3 and the AirPods Pro 2. Um, don't know much about them. Um, I just don't buy Beats anymore. Like I, They don't fit my ears, so I just, you know, if, if that's kind of your gig, then Beats are great. But right. I've noticed they're usually too bass heavy for me, um, just not my style. I'm, I, I usually they- wait f- for the AirPods. They have adjusted that a little bit. Uh, it's not so bass heavy. It's a little bit more of an all around, a good sounding earbud. Yeah, um, they did come in at a much lower the price. They're one sixty nine, and they do have ANC and they do have uh, transparency mode. And how about how about the VR headset that has been just being talked about forever? You know, yeah. I, I really think that with this. Well, okay, Let, let's back up because that's another news item. They have found references to XROS in code officially. Mm-hmm. Which basically is a new operating system speci- specifically for, for, for these eyewear, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we think it's pretty imminent. I think they're going to... My prediction is, and I could be wrong because Apple is going to be Apple and do what they want to do, but we might see another test kit like we saw with the M1 transition. Hmm. You know, we had that uh, that that dark-colored Mac Mini that developers got. I got one. I was very happy to get one. And uh, play with, like, an. it was basically an A12 iPad in a Mac Mini case running Mac OS. And it ran macOS really well. So I have a feeling we're going to get a transition kit or some kind of a, um, you, a XR, um, starter kit. So we'll see. Hmm. I had read an article. Um, I want to say it was Mac rumors, but it may not have been there. Um, but they were saying that, that apparently like the, the inside, you know, scuttlebutt or whatever is that, Tim Cook wasn't really in really into it. Like he, he had some uh, concerns about it. The execs had some concerns about how it was going and um, they had to make compromises on the, you know, the uh, specs or whatever. And they, are, we're trying to get developers to um, make sure that there were enough apps um, to well, support it. It, it. They said it will be shown at WWDC, but it seems like there's not within Apple itself the um, enthusiasm for it. Or Well, the, the, the reason is, is that the tech is not ready. We right. don't have the tech for Apple to build what they would like to build. But the industry is saying, this is the future. You must go here. Mm-hmm. And so Apple's like, well, we'll go here. We're just not happy about it. Um, I, don't I, like, think, I guess 
like artificial intelligence, right? Everybody has to do artificial intelligence now that because that's what everybody's that, doing. I think that AI is more realistic of a of a path mm-hmm. for Apple to go down than a, a headset. But the truth of the matter is with, with Apple, Apple is a hardware company first, a software company second. And that's one thing we need to keep in mind when we talk about Apple, folks, is Apple is hardware first, software second. They make the best software, right? But they make the best software to go with the best hardware. The presentation of the software is just as important as the hardware. But if you notice, no Apple software runs off of Apple hardware unless you, you know, do some extreme things that you probably shouldn't be doing with Apple software. But, you know, like Mac OS will not run on a PC. It just won't do it. Um, iOS and iPad OS are Apple only devices, software for those devices. And I, would I want, okay, I could see iPad OS on a Galaxy Tab S8 Plus. That would be a really cool experience. But would I want iOS on a Samsung Galaxy A20 or whatever the heck those lower end phones are called? No, I would not want that. Mm the hardware would not amount up to the software. And I want a good experience. That's why I use an iPhone, right? So again, it comes down to Apple has to hardware before they can software. And I think that's why we're not seeing the AI because, you know, they're too busy keeping up with their hardware demands or trying to get people to buy new hardware because that's where they make their money. And they were saying that Tim Cook would sort of prefer that it be more eyewear rather than headset. Right. Right. And um, we're just not there yet. We don't have the tech to build eyewear. Yeah. I don't well, know. I, and I like the the idea of VR, but I just don't know if I want to be walking around all day with headphones on to... I mean, what, I'm not sure for myself personally, what kind of experiences I would want from VR, you know, like, um, I mean, if I were playing games, but like in my everyday life, I'm just not sure Why that would be exciting to me personally, but you know, and that's why they call it XROS because it's it's augmented reality and virtual reality because it would have cameras to let the person look out to the outside world. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm excited about as a low vision user is could this replace my uh, Patriot viewpoint or glasses that can zoom in for me? If I can have a over the face headset that actually doesn't look terrible, maybe it looks like a blindfold over my face. That'd be great. Right. And use it to magnify my world. I I could only dream. I, I really could only dream. And if we get that, I'll put down that money faster than, you know, anything else. 
Hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I, sometimes I feel like I wear headphones all day, and when I get a chance to take them off, I am sort of thankful. <laughs> it feels good to air out my ears. Mm-hmm. I, I wear <laughs> yeah. AirPods all day, and that way, you know, I can be listening to things while I'm working. But, right. you know, I'm going to segue us again, but Amazon has released their own new versions of their uh, ear, earbuds, the Echo Buds. They have a new version of those. Mm-hmm. And they're $50. Wow. Wow. What? I have not. Okay, I may have to pick I, some up then. Somebody needs to get them and check off the latency <laughs> from well, the voiceover latency. I've never, I've never played with them either. I'm kind of curious about this. They're Bluetooth. Now. They're going to have terrible latency. That's yeah. just one of those things you accept. Yep. I have not found a pair of headsets that have good Bluetooth latency. Although AirPods have pretty good latency. It's not pure. AirPods are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're better than mm-hmm. everything else. There's still some. Uh, just the interesting as- thing on those is, uh, are they going to have somehow a lady built yes. into them? Yes, they do. They do. They already do. The previous mm-hmm. model did. Yeah, she's she's featured front and center. Mm-hmm. She's very much there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, moving away from headphones again, we have a new Echo device that comes in under the price of the Echo Dot called the Echo Pop. And it's half the size, I think, is a dot. Mm-hmm. And then they also announced a brand new 8 uh, show. That's the one with a display, the smallest mm-hmm. one with the 8-inch display, and they announced a new one of those. Well, I also saw that there's one with a 5-inch display. I think that was the new one they came out with. Oh, really? A five-inch display? Mm-hmm. Echo oh. 5 is what I saw. Oh. So that was interesting. interesting. That's pretty small, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like all these things will come out on the 31st. Go to Best Buy and have a play. Hmm. But what I think is, I want to go back to the the, dot, the, the pop. The pop. So many names. They used Purple to have the pop. tap. So it was the tap, the dot, and the pop. How many... Three-letter names. Can you name your devices? And it used to be Sounds like a, like a Rice Krispies box. Right? Yeah. The tap.pop. And they discontinued the tap. And it was a fantastic little Bluetooth speaker. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was super cute. Yeah. It was yeah. a great speaker. It would be interesting to know what Amazon has in mind for these devices. Because... They were originally designed because they wanted to actually use them. They wanted people to go to shop on them. You know, they wanted to make money from them. And, um, you know, there was, I had heard some talk that, that they, they were really in a, in a quandary. They were trying to figure out what to do with that line of um, products because Mm -hmm. it wasn't living up to its, a lady was costing them so much money yeah. per year to to maintain. But what I think that they're really pushing now instead of shopping is books, audio, right. uh, you know, yes. Amazon uh, music, podcasts, Amazon services, all their all their yeah. services, all their services, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- and that's where they're really trying to make the money now. Which is what everybody else is doing. The, right. Everybody wants you in their ecosystem. In their ecosystem, right? Totally. But Amazon's doing something different because they actually say they have, uh, and I bet, I bet you that Spotify and Apple Music and others are paying them a 
fee or an amount to have their services on the Echo devices because they when when you look at these devices on their websites now they have branding for all of these services next to Amazon's own services. You can also put the Echo on your Sonos speakers if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's a thing too. Hmm. The so, only big difference is that Amazon doesn't have their own phone. They tried that, didn't really work too good for them. With the others, they have their phones, which really helps a lot get people into the ecosystem because it all kind of comes together on, you know, the phone or the tablet kind of a thing. See, everybody thinks that they need to have a phone and I think that's just a bad idea. So Mm -hmm. I just, I think that... How's the uh, Fire Tablet working for you? (laughs) Well, you know, the Fire Tablets are actually fantastic because I think voice view is great. Although one of the neatest things on the Echo devices, and I wonder how much bandwidth this takes to run. One of my neatest favorite things is having a lady read your kindle books i've always enjoyed i love that, that too oh yeah. man that, that is awesome okay now That's i've i've got a question i've got a challenge for somebody to try pay for a month of the samuel l jackson voice <laughs> and on a lady yes and have him read a kindle book oh my goodness and let me know how it goes <laughs> There's probably a lot of added words, I would think. <laughs> I'm assuming you did this. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, how, okay. how would that go? I, I'm curious, you know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm I think it's only a dollar, that. right? I'm going to do it. This is going to be funny. <laughs> this I, is I'm going just, to happen. Okay, I'm trying to imagine Samuel L. Jackson reading The Lord of the Rings or something. Something. <laughs> Oh wow. oh, wow. Or like a romance novel. <laughs> that could go south real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> you will get this humor on no other podcast. Or Jane Austen or like the classics <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll find something. That's my, books are my wheelhouse, so I'll find something totally, totally oh, just wow. obscure for a dream. <laughs> Wouldn't oh, it be cool be if you funny. could have somehow have like your friend's voice to read your email or I don't know that I'd want that. I, don't know. I mean like or your own voice. No. No, I, I don't I don't voice. like the sound of my own voice. No. I don't either. I don't know. I think it would be cool to just see what it would be like. I, I when I when I first got this mic, I was like, okay, I'm gonna hear, be hearing myself a lot more. And I, I was at first I was just like, oh god, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm just like, uh, get used to it because that's just what's going to happen. Well, get like this microphone it. is the only microphone where I actually don't mind the sound of my own voice. Yeah. And and for f- folks out there who are listening that don't know, we're talking about the Sennheiser Profile microphone. Yep. Um, yeah. So Discovered on YouTube, and here we are. So... What else? Um, there's there's so many other things that have come out in this one week. Um, what else am I missing? Well, we know Twitter has made a few announcements that oh, I don't think geez, we've talked yeah. about. Um, they are going oh, after 30 Twitter. days. If you don't use your account, they will delete it and anybody else can register it. You know, these little rules and stipulations just 
Now yeah. they do have a new CEO. Oh god. And that's under a lot of controversy too. Yeah. Well, Linda yeah. what Yakuchi or you something like that. I don't even try. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> she apparently I'm trying to think where she originally came from. She I mean she has a lot of marketing experience. I've heard at one point she was at NBC. That's right. Yeah, yeah, NBC Universal, right. So, I mean, she's got how she has her hands full. Mhm. <laughs> Whatever she gets paid, she deserves it because that that is a talk about a dumpster fire. Well, she, that is She deserves it if she makes good decisions, right? She And and Twitter has been has not exactly had very mm-hmm. many of those lately. Um, so it just depends, you know, and, you know, I think it's interesting as we, we see more, and I think we're going to need to have a full, uh, social media discussion because I think that that's going to be very important. Like where do people go? Should they look at Mastodon? Should they look at eventually blue sky? Should they look at, you know, all these different things. So I think we're we're going to need to do a, an updated. We've done episodes on social media before, but I think we need to do a new one. Yeah, uh, going over the because options. it would seem to me that as you know, Twitter's sort of like this um, untamed uh, thing that. But if you want to get more advertisers on board, she's gonna Lynn, Ms. Yukuchi or whatever her name is really going to have yeah. a lot of. It's going to have to make changes to make advertisers more comfortable because um, mm-hmm. right now, if it's not my pillow, I, you know, it's. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to see a lot from Twitter for it to come back up from where it is. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think most of the blindness community has moved over to Mastodon. So that's very, mm-hmm. you know, interesting and very telling as well. Yep. Right, and we don't know what's going to happen with the one that's, um, I always forget the name of it. but Blue Sky? Yeah. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, like I've mentioned, you know, um, the the founder and funding, uh, the person that funds a lot of it, Jack Dorsey, actually has said, Blue Sky's main server is a temporary measure to see if this works. Mm-hmm. They want to make it federated like Mastodon. But okay, good. My my question is why do we need another another mastodon. Right. another mastodon? We already have a great one, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that there are technical challenges for people to get signed up and get on Mastodon. Um, there would be the same ones with Blue Sky because again, okay. if if it's a federated um, system, there would mm-hmm. not be a main server either. So. Okay. You know, all of the same challenges and, and roadblocks would be there. And, you know, Mastodon, I guess that's kind of the, the next thing to talk about. Mastodon is now under pressure because, or Mastodon.social, the main server oh, is now yes. under a lot of pressure because they are sending out so much spam um, from their from their server. I've, you know, I'm an admin of three servers. I've had to give it actual some thought of should I limit um, posts from Mastodon.social? I have not made a decision on that, but it's like, you know, what, what, at what point do we say 
mm, I need to, we need to really think about this, you know? Right. Right. And, um, isn't it, isn't that the default? Like when you sign up with certain apps, Mastodon apps, that that is the default server. Mm -hmm. And that's really the unfortunate thing because people don't understand about instances. They, you know, that if you, if people have to change instances, that's, going to be for some people it's going to be a barrier like so yeah that's a tough one it's hard you know, to say one they said something that really made a, a big impact to me on a podcast i i don't remember which one um but they said that mastodon when you look at a username think of an email like you know originally People were like, well, where should I sign up for my email address? Google, uh, Hotmail, MSN. You know, it's the same thing. Where do you go and sign up for Mastodon? It's just like email. What is the difference? Like, like how, what is, what is a difference between a Mastodon username and an email address? There's none. Right. Right. But I guess like if you're just, an average person, how would you know which instant, which instance to pick? Like I uh, being a member of a blind community, um, I knew that there were admins like you that had, um, you know, that did have servers that were set up, I guess, with a blindness focus. Right. Say. But um, te- but technically it, email service providers have rules too. We right. don't think about that because, you know, email is email. Right. But, but technically they have rules too. And, and technically if you go against those rules and if they find that you're using email for, for harm or for different things, they can shut down your email as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, and, and, you know, you could go to an instance and say, what are the rules here? Mastodon offered a list of instances that you could look at and say, okay, I like this one. I'll pick here. I like that, you know, name. Mm-hmm. So I I don't. Or some are dedicated to certain mm-hmm. lifestyles and or, yeah. or, or or you know just stuff like you just just search. But like if you're search a, for an, your thing and go for it. If you're an instance administrator, do you want people randomly assigned to your instance, um, or do you want to have some sense of who is coming in? Mm-hmm. And you um, get, you do have control over that. You can, I can say I want people to have to do these things and accept these rules before they come in, or I could say I need to approve everybody. Mm-hmm. That would be so much work. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, like if you're if you have an instance for say the blind community, or not necessarily for the blind community, but that has an emphasis on that and. Most of us know each other, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think I probably know most of the people on, on, on the instance I'm on right now. Um, at least I've heard of most of the people, mm-hmm. but if you just have everybody just being randomly assigned to an instance, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. It's. Well, I, I think that's good because it lets you meet new people. Like you could look at the local or the federated timelines and be yep. like, oh, this is interesting. I want to talk more to these people. 
it's a way to be yeah. social and, you know, meet people through the instance local timeline. It's like going, going to the local bar or pub, right, you know? Right. So yeah, there's, just... there's so many ways of looking at it that, you know, it could be a lot simpler. Again, it comes back to problem solving, you know? Yeah. Uh, people just want the quickest thing. Why do I have to work and figure this out? Why can't yeah, it just be? That's true. You know, I press it's a called button, instant I mean, gratification. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants to wait for anything. They just want it now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Faster, yeah. faster, faster. Or And then Twitter had sort of spoiled people to where they didn't really have to think very much. They just, mm-hmm. you know, went on and. Well, and you know, Facebook was the first. They were, I think, they right. were out of the gate a little before Twitter, but I'm not sure. But tw- Facebook has more people than Twitter does or did. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitter lost a lot, and they're going to lose a lot more. But so it's interesting the dynamics of these social networks, and it's going to be an ongoing thing. But I, I have a lot more views on this that we'll have to continue on another episode. But yeah. um, do we have any more news like we want to talk about because? we've we've gone definitely over an hour now for this episode well, of the IA cast and you know it's been great uh, we did do the the google email the gmails that are going to get deleted the yep. accounts wow we did talk about that yep mm-hmm. uh, there's so much you know uh, microsoft is you know we'll we'll talk about this on another episode microsoft's doing more for accessibility mm-hmm. in xbox so you know those are things that we just haven't even gotten to you know, there, there's a lot more content uh, that I think even I came wish up. we could do some kind of gaming, accessible gaming cast component, but I don't know how accessible that is for totally blind, you know, like totally blind gamers. If it's if it's there yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, there's some games like um, there was a mod for like Hearthstone Access. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's still a thing or not, but I would love to see if it is. That was a yes, neat mod because uh, people can play Hearthstone, which is a card game that's f- uh, fully sighted, you know, people play that anybody could play. So, hmm. but, all right, I guess that's going to be it for this time. We, we covered so much content. Um, yes. and, and, you know, it's just more stuff that for us to look forward to in the coming, you know, uh, months. Beta testers will be able to test some of this stuff coming soon, but uh, we got WWDC coming mm-hmm. in yes. another couple few weeks. So, you know, we'll have a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to be another huge day of podcasting. Yes. So, time flies when you're glad for God. <laughs> we live in very okay, interesting times. Okay. I'm remembering time. that. I'm remembering that. That's the title that. Glad That's, for Gad. Yes. Glad for Gad. <laughs> I, I am so putting that as the title of this episode. <laughs> You're Angie, I, you've named two episodes since no, you've been here. I named here. the last time. Last you made the, time I called you made the it. last time. Well, yeah, actually, no, I, 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 I named the last one because I changed it up. But Angie did the, the subscribe responsibly. So Subscribe responsibly. So this is two for three episodes yeah you're on a roll you're gonna be the <laughs> you're gonna be the go-to name the wordsmith the wordsmith yes, the wordsmith <laughs> wordplay angie the wordsmith yes so yeah glad for yeah that's gonna be the, the episode title I, I love it great all right it's a really it's a really good time to be in tech i mean it I, sure I is said that interesting time you know on and off through uh, you know throughout over the years but it, it, it really is interesting things just mm-hmm. keep getting more and more so so yep 
and I've said this online, the last couple of years I haven't been very excited about new technology, but mm-hmm. uh, this this year has been fantastic with the new Macs, the new, you know, uh, all these new things that we're getting, new apps for iPad, all this stuff. And we're, we're not even halfway through the year yet, folks. So I have to get an iPad. I, I really need to revisit that space. Yeah. I always get them. And I think, oh, yeah, I'm going to really use this thing, and I really love it. It's, it's awesome. They're great. And then I, I end up not doing anything with it, but I, I feel I'm like using, that's going to be changing. I'm using mine to read Marvel Unlimited right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> iPad go. Pro with the best screen you could have on most tablets in yep. Marvel Unlimited. There you go. Yep. There yeah. you go. That's it. All right. Well, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. But as we always do, uh, Marty, do you have a pick for this time, and where can people find you online? Yeah, um, I am going to pick what's called Backpack Studio for iPad and iPhone, and it's Good an app. audio editor. And awesome. the cool thing about it that separates it from any other app or most other apps, I should say, is that it gives you a space to be able to add audio triggers. So if you want to have some special effects in there, like, you know, applause or crowds or bells or horns, whatever, you can uh, load up all your triggers in there and you have them right on the fly, right in the app. And it does all the other basic... Like it has a ton of space. Oh yeah. It's got a ton of space. It's a really cool app. Yeah. So it's good for editing and podcasting. It works on iPad. So if you need something to put on your iPad, if you just want your mic and your iPad on the go, that might be a good option. I need to try that with this mic. Yeah, there you go. I can tell you it works perfect. Nice. Um, If anyone wants to reach out to me, you can email me at feedback at unmute.show. All right. And Lynn, what about you? Do you have a pick for this week? And we're. Oh, I had to change mine at the last minute, but I'm going to have to say chat GPT. For iOS? Yes. All right. S and. I do now have a public email. It's caneprints at hotmail.com. Like footprints, only cane. C-A-N-E-P-R-I-N-T-S at hotmail.com. All right. You know, I, I have my original, my first email address was a hotmail address back in 1994. <laughs> and <laughs> it was incredible. Mike at com. You can still email me at that address. Well, ever since I've gotten signed up and I've started using Bing again, um, you know, I use all the different chat bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and really, any any Hotmail goes to Outlook.com as well. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hotmail was, back in when Hotmail started, it was a web page with blue on one side and white on the other. And it was just such a novel thing back in 1994. Yeah, I still have an AOL account too, but I you guess. got mail. <laughs> I used to use Juno of all things, guys. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, I never did Juno, but yeah, they had a neat. It had a neat client. And then did you use Alta Vista? I did, I did. use Alta yes. Vista, sure. Mm-hmm. Or Eudora. Eudora. Yeah, I didn't use that one much, but oh yeah. my gosh, we're aging ourselves here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, of email clients. So speaking of uh, all these things, Angie, do you have a pick? My Sennheiser Profile mic is my pick. I love this mic. It is USB-C to USB-C. Um, I have the, I believe it's called the Streaming Edition. It has um, mm-hmm. a boom arm instead of the, 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 the desktop uh, stand that Mike, Michaels does. 
Um, so it basically has the boom arm, and it's attached to that. And then it also comes with a really long USB-C to USB-C cable. I think it's 10 foot, 10 foot of cable. Um, yeah, I, I love it. It's great. It's nice to just be hands-free and be able to record and set it and forget it kind of thing. So, And you can find me online, as usual, at techenthusiast at dragonscave.space. That's my Mastodon ID. All right. So my pick this time is going to be Spotify. I know it's not a new thing, but I've recently gotten back into it, and I love finding new music through Spotify. Oh, cool. Um, they they have some really good algorithms, like based on what you like, to say we think you might like this thing too, and I nice. really like that. And it, and, it, go ahead. It actually, you actually like it. Like their their picks are good. Oh yeah, solid. I, I, oh, that, that's amazing. I compared to Apple Music. Yeah. I mean, I love my Apple Music because it's built into every iPhone. There are times that when it, I'm, it, it chooses something for me, I'm like, where did you get mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Spotify like, also has a feature mm-hmm. that I really like, and it's crossfading. Yeah. So I can set it to like three to five seconds. Three seconds still a little short, I'm finding, because there's a lot of gaps between songs. If you set that thing to five seconds, it just rolls into the next song like it's natural, almost like it's a mix. And it's just fantastic. Nice. Hmm. Um, you can't do that in Apple Music. You can do it on Apple Music on the Mac, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But you cannot do it on the phone or iPad. So Spotify has this on all the devices. And they just have a very clean experience for, like, albums and, and those kind of things. It just looks really nice. I looked up the IACast on there, and it just looks really sharp for our podcast. You know, they, they try to really make that stuff look good. Um, so, you know, I'm always looking at uh, um, combining things, you know, uh, I just realized something that's totally crazy. We had a main discussion that we told people we'd talk about this time that we were going to talk about streaming services today. Oh, really? Oh, well. we'll have to come back and visit that. Maybe yeah, we'll we're going to have to. Yeah, we'll, we're going to have to do this next week and talk about that because we just had so much news we couldn't even get to that, and it made me think about that because of Spotify. And you know, there's a lot of news coming out about streaming services, but. Wow, this has been such a packed episode. But yeah, Spotify has been great for me lately. And you know, I have um, X Sirius XM Radio, and I like that because you know you hear from the T- the DJs and things like that. But you hear the same songs over and over and over again, and they change them occasionally. But mm-hmm. it's not like a, a a always changing deal. I could always look for new music on on uh, on Spotify, and I already have Apple Music and Spotify. Do I want a third music service? And I don't know that I do, you know. Right. So that that's kind of my thoughts there. I mean, I love the Sirius XM experience. I, I like the DJs. I like the interactiveness. So, you know, it's one of those things that you look at all your subscriptions and you say, what do I really need? And you make a decision. So we'll talk about that next week. But as for where people can find me online, you could find me at uh, Mike Doe's on Twitter uh, you can email me at mikedoeys at iCloud.com. You can find me on Mastodon at mikedoeys at techopolis.social. And you can find me all over the web. And don't forget, email feedback at iacast.net if you have any thoughts or want to comment on the podcast. And uh, we'll have this up by this weekend. And uh, 
it's been a great episode of news. So I hope everybody's enjoyed it. I want to thank uh, Marty, Lynn, and Angie for being here again. You guys are are becoming regulars now because it's been uh, three weeks, three or four weeks that we've had the same group. So um, this has been excellent. So we'll we'll be back next week with another episode. And I want to thank everybody for being here. And uh, you guys have any final thoughts before we end it? Nope. No. I hope everybody has an accessible day and a nice weekend. Yep. Have a good one. Have See a good ya. one, everyone. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for tuning in to the IA cast. We hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACast Network to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network, IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>